0: to the books by authors podcast hey everybody how are you
1: uh, doing pretty good uh, it's been a, a busy week with uh, just trying to get all the the book stuff lined up and everything situated it's been it's been quite the <laughs> quite <laughs> the ride
0: <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to the audience tell them a little bit about yourself
1: yeah so uh, my name is Steven and uh I am a Christian fantasy author. I've been writing books and uh different short stories and stuff for about uh 14 years now. Uh and my first book is slated to come out here in like three three weeks or so, first week of first full week of December. So that's been uh, really, really exciting to kind of uh, see all of that come to fruition
0: hey so you want to talk a little bit about the book
1: yeah so the book follows uh trinia and uh she's part of this uh ancient race uh called the air gid and their race kind of ruled all of the lands of wintaneth for like several thousand years and so she wakes up with the ability to perfectly duplicate herself in mind and body to the point where the duplicates don't know that they're duplicates. And her dad is just the worst. <laughs> and he wants to uh, use that power to create an unstoppable army to kind of rebuild the old Gid empire. Um, and, you know, I got uh, it's, it's a fairly large cast, so I've got like five POV characters uh, that each kind of have a POV spread out throughout the book. Um, the kind of three main characters are Trinia, Jaden, and Udar, and uh, those are probably my three favorite characters in the book, um, particularly Udar because he was the very first uh, character that I ever created back when I started writing when I was sixteen, Wow, and so his character has really kind of evolved and grown over the years uh He was in, uh, used him in my fan fiction and uh he kind of morphed into his own thing, and so he 's now just kind of this grumpy, cantankerous guy who doesn 't want to deal with angsty teenagers and then he gets thrown in with angsty teenagers and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's one of those books where I didn't want to shy away from like addressing hard topics. Mm. Uh, cause I know that like, particularly in uh Christian fiction, uh, and I, I tend to joke around with, uh, people, especially within the Christian community that like 95% of it is like Amish romance. And <laughs> I really wanted to do something that it's like, yeah, this is definitely not going to be Amish romance, um, but like just addressing hard things, you know, so like I tackle, well, not really tackle because I don't, I don't have answers to these, but it's like from my own personal experience, um, you know, I've been through abuse, you know, there was uh, sexual abuse um, and the, uh, the stuff that I put my characters through in large part reflects what I've gone through. And so, you know, I tackle abuse um, in a kind of a wide range of things, you know, mental abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and then obviously sexual abuse. Um, I tackle uh, questions like human trafficking. You know, a lot of people don't understand that this is still something that is going on in the world. Yeah. And um, the the last one is, you know, why does God let bad things happen? Mm. You know, and that's a that's a very big question to even try and approach and I don't I tell people right off the bat um, in my author's note that like look I don't have an answer that's an umbrella answer for this I have the answer that God has given me based on my circumstances based on my traumatic experiences that have answered that question that I have asked him but doesn't mean that I have the answers for everything, you know, and, and I just wanted to explore those things with people, you know, not, this isn't a sanitized book, you know, my characters, they're messed up. (laughs) They they got issues. They, uh, they're broken. Uh, They, they, they swear way more than they should, Uh, like in world uh, swear words. And uh, the kind of running joke at times is that uh, udar who is probably the more likely to use a curse word um will like correct other people and they'll be like language and it, it, you're just looking at it. you're like bro like you're the one who's doing like the majority of the story here and uh so yeah it's just um it, it's uh i i love the characters i love um just the, the storylines and, um, there's just so much to it that I'm, I'm excited to share with people.
0: Mm. So you touched on a couple of things that I really want to dive a little bit further into first is the multiple character perspectives. I know personally how hard it is to write a multi POV. My, my (laughs) book is three POVs and I can only imagine five. How, how is that? How is that process like developing five? um and what was that like creating five unique perspectives
1: yeah um it actually used to be seven (laughs) so i i managed to like condense it a little bit um it's it's incredibly difficult and uh there is a uh a finesse to it so like i'm an author coach and developmental editor so that big big perspective um and POV points and stuff like that is what I help people uh, do. Most of the books that I've read, and this is kind of where I've based on like how many POVs I can pull off for myself, is I read a lot of books that have multiple points of view. And so I know to kind of uh, how to um, manage it. because the, the trick is is that you have to give these POV characters um, enough time, for the reader to connect with them and uh, to have their kind of own complete story arc. That doesn't mean that you will necessarily wrap up the story arc, particularly if you're going to be doing um, a trilogy or even just a series of books. Um, So the way that I've uh, helped some of my past clients and students is when you're introducing a character, have at least, particularly if they're main characters, have at least two introductory chapters for that character. Um, And the reason for that is, is that we need, if this is the main person, right? Because there's usually like one main person and then there's kind of like a sub main person and then there's like the secondary characters. (laughs) Um, You want to give that main person uh, enough time for the reader to kind of connect with. And so to do that optimally, two to three chapters from their POV as an introductory is a great way to start. So like, for example, in my book, um, I have two um, uh, two chapters with Trinia right at the beginning. And she's she's the main protagonist in the book. And then I switch in chapter three uh, to Jaden's POV. And then partway through that chapter, I bring it back around to Trinia. So I have a scene break, and then I bring it back to Trinia. And then from there, it's kind of this fine balancing act. The next question that I typically ask myself is like, okay, whose POV would this scene really maximize Mm. and what do i need to show so like for example um there's a uh, really traumatic event that happens to trinia later on in uh, the book about halfway and i didn't want to immediately jump back into trinia's point of view i wanted to kind of have everybody else see the repercussions of what had happened to her, I wanted to see it through their lens, to show very specific things um, about Trinia's condition that I couldn't show from Trinia's perspective. And so, when character or when you're trying to manage characters, knowing when and where to use them, it, it just takes a lot of finesse. It takes a lot of practice. Um, But typically, if you ask yourself the question of, like, okay, am I uh, introducing this character? Yes. Okay. Then I should probably try and do at least two chapters, if they're main protagonists. Um, I have one. um, Oh, and and not to be afraid to kind of insert scene breaks. So, like, I show the villain, uh, Trinia's dad. And so you get to see just how uh, much of a narcissistic jerk he is. <laughs> and uh, But he only has about anywhere between five to uh, 800 words or so. And then it's a scene break. And then I go back to the other characters. And so uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a whole chapter for a secondary character. It could just be a scene break. And then you're showing something new from a, that other character's perspective. So balancing that out, figuring how you're wanting to do it, um, how it's gonna maximize and impact the story. Uh, basically when it boils down to it, you gotta be purposeful about it. You gotta be really kind of methodical. Um, and then once you kinda do that, you absolutely um, you know, can start weaving in and managing those characters.
0: Yeah, I think that, that, that advice is so good. Um, I've even, I've seen just in so many stories, people either not knowing which character would have the best perspective on whatever topic or whatever situation. Um, and then that hurting the overall story because some the way characters interpret things are different. Yeah. And their interpretation of whatever's happening helps the reader understand the situation Uh, it also can help the story because sometimes you only get something from one one area and i think that that goes such a long way in telling a compelling narrative yeah absolutely so the other piece i wanted to ask was was that when you're talking on these on these larger level issues and you're incorporating them in the story how do you how do you do that in a way that's sensitive to people who may not, uh, who may have gone through them and also uh, easy enough for someone to understand that doesn't uh, necessarily have that background?
1: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's tough. Um, I like, <laughs> it is really hard. Um, you know, so like one of the things that I, I tried to do is, uh, so, I mean, the book is YA. Um, it, it's it's written to that audience um, the the female protagonist is of that age range, but it's really um, there's there's such a wide range of experience I mean Udar is like 1800 years old. Uh, he's not immortal, but he's just really freaking old um, and you know some of the other characters you know can be long lived depending on um, their race and so you know trying to decide how to tackle these issues um is always something that i wanted to be really sensitive about um one when it comes to you know abuse um abuse is uh incredibly common and and more so than we would recognize it being we typically hear more about um you know sexual or physical abuse than we hear about mental or emotional abuse where, you know, they're, the people are just emotionally manipulative. Um, and I wanted to, to showcase those things and trying to be sensitive to not trigger other people was definitely something that, um, there's kind of a fine line between, you know, because, uh, Trinia's character mentions, uh, in several instances that, uh, the, uh, the voice um, who is one of her father's advisors would sneak into her room at night. And the implication we know what the implication of that is um, from the context of the book. And so I try to focus less on when it's happening but more of just the damage that it does to people. Um and, and and honestly, like how people can recover from it. Um the it, it's it it's such a broad um it's such a broad topic to try and uh to nail down when you're writing a book. And cause you you know you're trying to balance all of these things. You're like one, trying not to trigger yourself with traumatic <laughs> traumatic things. Yeah. Uh you're not wanting to do that for other people but you're still trying to show a realistic enough um form of that so people can understand like these are how it kind of looks or what it could look like and here's what you know you could do and so that when when tackling really hard topics um regardless of what it is you want to make sure that you're not coming from it with the perspective of, I know more than the other person does, so I'm gonna make my point about it, and then they're going to know exactly where I stand on the subject. Mm -hmm. I really tried to avoid that um, as much as possible during the course of the entire writing experience that that I was working on this book. I never wanted people to come to the book and feel like I'm a either shoving Christianity down their throat or or preaching at them because that was kind of the biggest complaint people have had about Christian fiction in general uh, which I agree with. I don't uh, I read more secular fiction than I do Christian fiction because usually it's just a, a sermon of someone trying to make a point. Mm. That's not what I wanted to do. I want to explore hard questions that I don't necessarily have answers to and how God uses that in someone else's life or what he shows or what he reveals to them that's between him and them you know but exploring topics and this is what I've uh, talked with a lot of my students about is that like I try and show both ends of the spectrum and everything in between so we have a guy who follows God In the book and he's like super morally gray uh and he's like yeah you know i follow him you know when it suits me like there's a bunch of rules and stuff and i didn't know what to do so i just kind of did i just kind of do my own thing and that then contrasts with uh mandar who's a talking wolf who's just like the broiest bro in the story he's awesome um he is 100 percent following god in the book um but always gentle always trying to ask questions just trying to be there as a support contrasted with somebody who is bitter and angry towards god uh udar and then contrasted again with somebody who's like god is just the worst like yeah. why does everybody follow this guy and she follows you know all of these old gods and so it's like I wanted to show a wide range of experiences for everybody, not just say like, you know, this is black. It's this is just as black and white as it gets. Like, humanity is a spectrum, you know. And regardless of what issue you're you're tackling, uh, the hard questions. I've always found it better to come at it with the the mindset of I'm going to explore these really hard things. I'm going to explore all ends of that topic and that spectrum and then i'm going to write about it and sure the the characters like mandar reflects a lot of uh my beliefs in god as does udar udar's been bitter and angry with god i've been bitter and angry with god um you know i you know, going through abuse and stuff the why me question absolutely came up and I've been where Jaden is, where he's just kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of rules, so I'm just going to kind of pick and choose which ones work for me. You know, I've been through that wide range of emotions, and so I try to portray that for my readers and then let them decide what what they take from it rather than trying to push something, and I think that's how I try and really approach these things and be like, look, I'm going to show you... Um, you know bear my soul kind of in the story through these characters and then you know you guys take from it what you will.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think that's powerful. It's opening the opening the door to discovery and conversation. Um, exactly. Not necessarily saying I have the answer, but this is something we can talk about. Um yeah. and the story just being the catalyst for that. I think that's it's awesome.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what, um, when, I, when I look at like the heart of storytelling, it's to, stare, to, it's to share your perspective in a way that someone else might be able to understand and generate conversation about it. Um, you know, whether we're comfortable with that topic or not, it really is kind of beside the point, you know, because, you know, people have asked me hard questions about my book and I'm like, yeah, I don't always have an answer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but let's talk about it. Let's talk about these hard things. And I feel like if we, if we approached uh, just, you know, each other in general with the topic of like, Hey, let's just sit down and talk about hard stuff. We We don't have to agree with each other, but let's just like talk. You know, I feel like we would be able to at least better understand one another and we wouldn't be, you know, so separated all the time. And stories are a great way to kind of uh, like you said, it's that catalyst of the conversation. They're like, "Well, why did you write that?" And we're like, "I'm glad you asked. Let's sit down and let's talk about it."
0: yeah, I think I think a lot of that a lot of that stuff is so it's so important inside of a story, the greater meaning um, that if you it's almost like if you forget to talk about that stuff, then you miss the story completely. Yeah. um i know for the story i'm writing we have a, one of the big things is deception and lies and where do those things come from and why do people do them and you follow three characters who are all living in lives that have different lies that follow them and one of the main characters that his lie you understand why it exists and you you feel for him as far as what he's going through, um, and in the end, it's it's a series, so there's more to come. Um, and you see the outcome of that lie, in mm. how if you build your life on a house of cards, sometimes things fall. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask, how did you get how did you get started? how did you start writing? Where did that all come from? Where did that passion come from?
1: Oh man, yeah. So back when I was still in high school. which feels like forever ago now um i actually used to hate writing i i despised it with a fiery passion and uh so i was homeschooled and one of my tutors uh was like hey i want you to write a poem and uh you can choose the topic uh you just have to use words to describe what the thing is um and That and it's descriptive enough to where I I can tell what it is without you actually saying the word. I was like, frick, (laughs) how how do you do that? And so me being the uh, the total fantasy nerd that I am, growing up on like Lord of the Rings and stuff, I was like, sword, it's gonna be a sword. And uh, so I I started to sit down and write. And honestly, like to this day, it is by far my favorite poem that I have lost. And like, I don't know where it went, which it just saddens me, but it is my all-time favorite because that's what got me into writing. So it talked about like the forging of the sword from the sword's perspective, mm-hmm. starting off at just like a, you know, an iron ingot and then being, you know, melded and molded and into the flames and out of the flames and beat by the blacksmith's hammer and all this kind of stuff It was like, it was freaking epic and it's lost to the sands of time now um but that's what kind of got me into it and then i took my passion for um lord of the rings and uh the chronicles of narnia and i was like i'm going to mash these ideas together and so i created a uh narnia lord of the rings crossover fiction uh fan fiction started writing that and i was like you know what i can't publish this because you know people and their copyrights and um so <laughs> i was like you know what? i'm gonna start writing my own book and uh so it started off as a single book and then it moved into a trilogy um and i always joke with people that i have write a series itis because uh, i can't not write a, a trilogy or a series of some sort um, worked on that sucker for years and, uh, kind of plotted it to death, um, and learned a lot along the way. And then I got on Wattpad, uh, back, I think it was like 2017, started doing some more fan fiction. Um, I wrote, uh, it was called, uh, Into Depravity, which is like the back, the deeper, darker, sadder, more depressing version of Smeagol's backstory, that is now headcanon for everybody who has ever read it. (laughs) They're like, we can't unsee this now. Like this happened. This is, this is kinetically correct. Um, And then I was like, uh, I started doing nano in uh, 2018, Uh, injured my shoulder, like uh, tore the muscle in my shoulder and stuff. So I was out of commission. Then I recovered enough in uh, January of 2019 did one of those stupid Facebook, you know, take the first letter of your first name, the first letter of your last name, and then, you know, insert it here. And it came up with the city of snow and stars. I'm like, dang, that sounds like an (laughs) epic book. I need to write that. So I sat down and I I had my own Janowrimo and sat down in 29 days, busted out about 50 50 to 51,000 words of the first draft of what is now this book
0: wow yeah yeah (laughs) i love that i love that backstory
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean I i love fan fiction and i've told people for years i'm like if you've if you've never written a story starting with fan fiction is actually a great place to do it because the characters are already established you already know them and you can kind of just dive in a little bit because like you don't have to do the world building you don't have to fiddle around with all of it you can just kind of like write your version of what would have happened you know and that's like that's that's how i came up with my whole uh lord of the rings uh fan fiction series because again write a series itis um it was called tales of the fourth age and so it all takes place in like the fourth age of middle earth and everything it, i was just like what if somebody went to middle earth from our world knew the history of what was going to happen and then they just jacked everything up because they tried to fix it and then then it that was the basic premise and using tolkien's unfinished sequel which most people didn't know about as kind of the basis for it and so then yeah started going and kind of digging into it and then i was like oh yeah this is going to be freaking epic and then I, you think the, the five characters of this book was crazy. I have 13 original characters that I added that were suggested to me from a contest I did. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, that wasn't even Bad. counting the original, my original characters. That was other people's original characters that they volunteered as tribute for the book. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Wow. It looks like one of those like conspiracy theorists like maps with red lines going everywhere for the plot of like how this work like, is supposed to end. Where they all I connect. Mean, yeah, where it all connects. I'm like, how am I gonna do this without it being like three hundred thousand words long?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do we put this in one story? Yeah, exactly. So I want to give you a chance to plug yourself. So uh, where can the listeners find the book? Where can they follow you on um, social media and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm basically everywhere. I'm lurking in the the shadows of the internet. Um, You can find me on Facebook. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. I mean, I don't do anything there, but you can find me there. Uh, I got my own YouTube channel. Um, And basically, if you search for the Editing Bard, which is my editing business, uh, you'll find me um my book is uh the city of snow and stars uh book 1 is coming out uh the week of december 7th um it'll be available on ebook and then somewhere in that week available for paperback because amazon is taking forever uh, <laughs> for their approvals um but yeah and uh but if you want to follow me and uh keep track and know when the book is coming out um follow me on uh, social media and
0: Uh, You know, I got lots of lots of goodies coming for people. Hey, so what is one piece of advice that you give to new writers um, who are starting maybe their first book? Uh, Get into a
1: writing process, 100 percent. If you start with a writing process, um, you are going to set yourself up for success. Uh, So for example, um, I created a, a template uh, on which to build a writing process. It works for anybody. Uh, and I know because I've tested people <laughs> as like <laughs> any pigs. Um, but you basically, you, you sit down and you go, okay, well, what's the, um, how many words per hour can I pump out? Uh, for example, I can do about seven to 800 words an hour. If I'm like processing what it is that I want to write my high end, I can do 1300 words average, not there. The <laughs> <I'm a> seven <700 laughs> to 800. Um, then you look at, okay, what do I want my book to end at word count wise? Let's say 80,000. Like, okay, perfect. Um, then you kind of look at, like, okay, out of that, I want 40 chapters. Then you work down, that's like, okay, 2,000 words per chapter. Okay, well, if I'm writing seven to 800 words, on average per hour then i need to set aside approximately 3 hours because i always round up uh 3 hours of my time to sit down and write a single chapter which means that i'm always making progress because i'm not stopping halfway through um and the shorter chapters actually create more bingeable chapters so on average a 2000 word long chapter is going to come out to roughly uh 10 10 pages or so um and that will take somebody um anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes on average so i grew up in or i I started working in fast food and you know you only get those 10 minute breaks every now and then i was like i want to create a book that someone can read on that 10 minute break and they can binge and like when they're at home in their bed cuddled up in their uh in their hoodie footie or their snuggle <laughs> their snuggle blanket like they they cannot put the book down and they pass out with their face in the pages because they can't put the book down that's what a writing process can do for you if you uh, utilize it and you really make writing work for you it will change the way that you write your book i've on average with my clients have Uh, they've written their first draft in uh, anywhere between three and three and a half months Mm. and their second draft in uh, another three three and a half months and then one of uh, my clients is actually getting published at the same time as me and uh, she she got through her second draft submitted to the publisher and then has moved on into the publishing round so like you know she in I worked I started working with her the end of October last year so right. her book in less than a year is getting published and that's the power of a writing process
0: mm. yeah, and i think just that's making important. it work for you that's that's important because if you so i was in a i was in a very fortunate but unfortunate scenario i got partially furloughed from my job mm. so i had a couple of days extra every week including the weekend to start writing yeah full days <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh and i did so my brother and i we co we co-authored the book and part of the reason why we were able to write so quickly was because of that extra time and yeah. until i realized how much i could write in an hour and mm-hmm. how much i needed to plan or outline beforehand um uh, it was such a bad writing process Because totally the first I want to say four or five chapters. I was like, I have to go back and rewrite these because it was just so hard. Oh, totally. And then once you start getting a process like you just like described, it becomes it becomes something that's so easy because you just know what you're going to do every time.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you you sit down and really what it does is that it becomes a part of your lifestyle. Hmm. So rather than trying to, you know, cram writing in to every nook and cranny you actually start scheduling that time ahead of time you know using your calendar and you're like all right you know 30 minutes leading up to this I'm going to sit down I'm going to write obviously we can't always do that but I told people I was like if you're writing consistently even one day a week your writing is going to improve dramatically rather than just waiting for the muse to come because I was like she is fickle (laughs) and that's kind of like my my tagline I was like I'm your uh for like coaching and stuff I'm like I'm your, I'm basically like your bearded muse, only I'm more consistent, <laughs> you know, I'm just always there for you, you know, helping you with this story, uh, but yeah, getting that writing process and developing it intentionally, because uh, like I, I pantsed the entire first draft of this novel, and it was a mess, and then I kind of pantsed it again for the second one, I was like I had a little bit more um but when i got my acquisition editor feedback and they're like you need more world building i realized oh crap pantsing has come back to bite me in the backside royally and so like doesn't mean that you outline to the nth degree Mm -hmm. uh the way that i describe it to people is like get a writing process and then just outline the big things, like the big things that you want to happen. Your beginning, your middle, and your end. And be like, okay, this is where I wanna start. This is where I wanna end. Where's the, that midpoint? And then, um, you know, if you're uh, more kinesthetically oriented, draw it on paper and then make little uh, alternating tick marks and just write the big events that are happening. And then everything between those, up to you and your imagination to do. But it keeps you on track. Every single one of my clients and students who did that were successful in completing their first draft in about three, three and a half months. Mm-hmm. So it is definitely possible to do when you get that writing process
0: established. Yeah, major key for anyone listening. So I did wanna ask about marketing because obviously you have a book coming out, it's almost there. How is your marketing process?
1: Oh man. Uh, this has probably been the biggest learning curve that, <laughs> that I had to do. Um, uh, cause like in my mind, I suck at marketing. Cause I'm just like, we're, you know, in the middle of, uh, a pandemic and you know, it's kind of like shouting out to the, while the world's on fire. I don't know if you've seen that meme, but it's like, Will Farrell, world's on fire. It's like, anybody want to buy a book? <laughs> you know, it kind of feels like that most days. Um, but honestly, like the publisher that I'm through, New Degree Press, um, one of the things that they have um, helped us do is to publish like a second time author. And that's kind of their, their tagline um, to an extent. And the way that they help you do that is like, they're like, okay, you know, get reviews, uh, talk to, uh, just talk to people, get on blogs, um, do newsletter swaps um, help each other out, interview each other. If you have YouTube channels, you know, get on podcasts and just talk about your writing process. Talk about, you know, the things that you've uh, gone through that inspired the book. Um, just kind of get out there and be not, not salesy, but just give your experiences, you know, uh, kind of like what you said earlier, you know, people want to know the journey, Mm. you know, and we all, and this is, uh, in my in my opinion, someone can fight me on this. <laughs> but uh, in my opinion, everyone has a story to tell. They may not know how to do it, but that doesn't mean that they don't have one. And with everyone having a story to tell, um, that's really kind of the main thing about marketing is you got to tell your story. You got to be open with people. You know, I I sit down and I talk with people and I'm like, hey, you know, this is the the stuff that I've gone through this is what has inspired my book. And, you know, I ha- I've had people, some of them complete strangers reach out and be like, the fact that you're talking, talking openly about um, abuse is super powerful. I've been through things like that. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, one, because God has done a, a tremendous amount of healing in my life. Like people don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of healing. <laughs> like, I am so messed up. But, um, you know, that's one of the opportunities I get to share with people. And I'm like, this is this is what the book is about. Um, but getting out there and just talking with people. You know, I see people all the time, like, you know, got to do ads. Got to do Facebook ads. Got to do uh, Pinterest ads. Got to do Instagram ads. Got to yeah. do Twitter ads. Got to do LinkedIn ads. You know, ads, ads, ads. And I'm like, one, everybody's broke right now. <laughs> like nobody's nobody's got money for and for freaking ads uh it may be a slower way to go but i would much rather have an organic growth of people who wanted to invest in my story and who are interested in in hearing and just having conversation with me than just trying to spend a, a, you know, thousands of dollars on ads. Like I'd rather like go and talk to people like, you know, talking with you and talking about writing processes, you know, cause that's, that is my, my bread and butter. That is what I do is I help people get writing processes established and talk about, you know, my book, the things that I've gone through and just sharing it with people, you know, like people are going to market, market yourself. Don't market the book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: market yourself because your book is probably not going to make you a living right off the bat. So leverage it for something else. That was one of the other things that, you know, um, new degrees kind of talked with us about, and I had no concept of, they're like, what do you want the book to do for you? I was like, Frick, I don't know. (laughs) I just wanted to get it published. Like that was my biggest goal. Now you're like throwing this at me. Like I have to have something bigger. (laughs) And, uh, you know, the way that I've looked at it is like, what do I want my book to do for me? I, it's really not about me. Like, yeah, I would love for it to make money, obviously, but like what I want the book to do is give me the opportunity to talk to people about how to heal from trauma, Mm. how to find recovery from abuse, um, how to escape, you know, pornography addiction. How to, because that fuels human trafficking in, in many ways. Um, and, you know, and when they ask me, like, why does God let bad things happen? i will be like, you know what? I don't know. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But here's what my answer was. And maybe that'll give you some hope. That's what I want the book to do. That's what I want to leverage the book to do. You know, and I think that's, that's a way that people can market their books. and be like, okay, well, what do I want the book to do to me? Uh, do for me. I want to get me a job with that drink company that I've been doing. I want to show my expertise in this, and I can bring it to them when I'm like, "Hey, yeah, see
0: this? That's my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know what I'm talking about." <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you so much for for this conversation. I feel like I've learned so much just talking to you the last half hour, um, and I know anyone that's listening they're they're gonna take so much away from this.
1: I hope so. Like that's what I I. uh, I want to give back as much as I possibly can all of the things that I have learned the hard way over the last 14 years of writing to try and make it easier for people to pursue their dreams of writing a
0: book. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely impactful and I think anyone anyone will fall in love with your story. Like I have just just speaking to you um I want to give you one more chance to plug where people can find you on on social media, where they can buy the book and support you.
1: Yeah. So uh, the book um, I would, I would definitely look for the paperback version later (laughs) into the month of December because Amazon, Uh, but the ebook will be live the week of December 7th on Amazon. You can go and buy it. Um, If you want the paperback version, it'll probably be, hopefully approved, you know, within the first two weeks of December, Amazon's just kind of behind on stuff. Um, but you guys can find me on, uh, Instagram under the editing bard. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under, um, SD Howard three, cause apparently I needed a number in there. <laughs> you can find me on, uh, Facebook. Uh, I have a Facebook author page. It's also my, like my editing bard business page. Um, and then, uh, you know, you can, you can find me on YouTube under the editing bar. I got a ton of videos on there for, for writers, uh, lots of live streams and stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere <laughs> everywhere
0: on the interwebs. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the Books by Authors podcast. I can't wait to, to see what happens when this book comes out and I hope that everyone buys it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, I forgot to mention, the book's name is The City of Snow and Stars. <laughs>
0: always important. Always important. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just random book on the internet. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Jamil, And check out my website, com for more resources. Peace. <laughs> oh. Just Can I just say Yeah, you know when I run to, I can tell that's not you. Feeling yourself, no the feeling not hostile, I always stand by you.